So there's actually something purple I ate recently, actually uh, today, in fact. I was cleaning out one of the trucks, and uh, and somebody had left something behind, and <laughs> what, it looked tasty. It so it's, yeah. it's normally, it's nor normally zombie french fries, it's, so I'm surprised to hear. It's, yeah, it's purple. I think I'll try it. What <laughs> the heck? We introduce regular product giveaways happening here on the Jeep Talk Show. Every month and sometimes every week, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast will be giving you, the listener, a chance to win serious gear from major companies that you know, love, and trust. You want a chance to win tires, suspension components, maybe more? Listen every week for your chance to win big. The Jeep Talk Show is the official Jeep podcast of Mr. Vanderquack. Keep listening for weekly updates about Mr. Vanderquack and his mission quack. to help the children at St. Jude. Dang it. Go to MrVanderquack.com. That is MRVanderquack.com. Quack. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Jackson Tire USA, we got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and several of the host Jeeps as well. The Nexon Tire Rodian MTX. Go to NexonTireUSA.com for more information. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in and brace yourself. You know, I want to thank you guys. A lot of you people have been uh, using the hashtag Jeep Talk Show or Pound Jeep Talk Show and the hashtag giveaways. Thank you for doing that and keep it up. We're noticing and uh, we try to find them and like them when we see them. You know, the Jeep Talk Show has new numbers. Are you guys thinking download numbers? Because you know how, how much I, I love like, the download yeah, numbers. First, exactly. first place I went was rookie numbers. Got to get those yep. numbers up. <laughs> Got to get them up. Come on, guys. <laughs> so you may ask yourself, the Jeep Talk Show has a phone? It does. <laughs> well, of We've course we do. We've 24-7 voicemail <laughs> Exactly. And uh, so, uh, but of course we have, we do have a phone. And when you want to win one of our many giveaways, you call into that number. So for years, we've used the same one number for both messages for the show, voicemails, if you will, and giveaway entries. Now we have two. Ooh. Chuck, count them. One. Two. Well, two. Two. Two Jeep numbers. Ah, Thanks. ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so it was really as simple as it was in the past. Just visit jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find the number you need. So there's a number for calling and talking to us here at the show and leaving voicemails. And there's another number, a different number that you call for the giveaways. And, and, and I got to be honest, one of the main reasons why we did this is because it's been such a pain in the ass with all you people calling in for the giveaways for me going through the, the calls and going, well, this is this a voicemail or is this a call in for the giveaway? So now I fixed it, damn it. <laughs> so uh, it's. Oh, yeah, because nobody's going to get this wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I can see that already. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we may have to record a new. Is, is uh, it press one, say habla espanol. Press one. Oh, I could do that. Espanol. My wife no, speaks please Spanish. Don't. It's already oh, for F's sake. That would be great. Not do that. Yeah, that bitch it, man. We could get some people yeah, calling yeah, in in Spanish, and I say, "Honey, I'm going to send you a voicemail. I need you to translate it for me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just poquito, poquito más, por favor. Donde está Superman? <laughs> 
So uh, that's the all, all that's all the Spanish I speak. Uh, <laughs> so you know, you know us. Uh, anyway, you can just uh, again the the phone number for the voicemail and giveaways has changed. Visit jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to get the number you need, and you will hear a message when you call the old number telling you you've done it wrong again. So you rat bastard. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. Chuck, Wendy, Josh, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about new phone, phone numbers. Lines. Yes, okay. thank you. Exactly, Wendy. Let's go, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got an update on the Toledo Jeep Fest. Yeah, that just happened. And we'll hear a story about a famous actor getting his Jeep stolen with an invaluable award inside. And later, if you've ever wanted to mount something to your Jeep, well, I've got the ultimate solution. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and on this episode, I'm going to share a new game I invented when you're out <laughs> wheeling. Well, Where's not the really, but it, but it sounds good. <laughs> as long as it's not a drinking game, it's probably all right. Ugh, I like drinking a lot. Well, this is Chuck, and, well, if you're the kind of guy that uses a, uses a lupa in the shower, we're probably not going to be friends. <laughs> but when you say use, what do you mean? Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those thingies. Like, I seen one in my shower the other day, and I was like, what the f- Quick, kill it! For? It looks like some sort of alien artifact or something. Yeah, I know what you mean. I am yeah. Tony, I like, yeah. and I drove the Gladiator this week twice. It's like that t-shirt. It's like, I pooped today! <laughs> <laughs> I like the one where the really ugly guy is wearing this shirt and says I fuck on the first date. <laughs> yeah, you're so city. This is a family I've never show, folks. <laughs> Wendy's pissed. <laughs> no, she's not pissed. Never. <laughs> You'll be fine. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. Troy Kotsur is his name. He's an actor known for many roles, including roles on both CSI and Criminal Minds, but most recently for his role as a father and fisherman in the Academy Award-winning movie Coda. CODA, C-O-D-A, actually stands for Child of Deaf Adults, and the movie's premise is a coming-of-age uh, movie for a teenage girl that's in this situation. Troy Kotzer was being honored by his hometown of Mesa, Arizona, for winning an Oscar for Best Actor in a Supporting Role and having mentioned Mesa in his acceptance speech, and for becoming the first primarily deaf actor to win an Oscar as well. High honors indeed, but he almost lost his biggest honor of all. Kotzer reported on his Twitter account that a car thief hopped into his Jeep and took off with the iconic Oscar trophy still inside the vehicle. Kotzer initially said on Twitter that, quote, a little kid, unquote, was the person behind the crime. The city police managed to track down the Jeep and the award, thankfully, was still inside. Kotzer even posted a photo with police thanking them for their efforts. He comes from a police family himself, after all, with several relatives having worked for law enforcement. The tweets appear to now have been taken down as of midday on Sunday, and no further details on the incident are available. So I thought Marlene Matlin had won an award for Children of a Lesser God. It was it must not have been an Oscar. Uh, it may not have been an Oscar. I can't remember. It could have been an Academy Award. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was for a different uh, a different thing. Maybe it was for Best Actor. Maybe not Best Supporting Actor or something like that. So I I I don't know. So when, she, so when a deaf person wins an award, do you have to applaud? Does it, uh, or did, can you just oh, move your hands? <laughs> Jeez, <don't>, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, they didn't now, hear it. Now, they didn't hear the now, joke. They're deaf. Uh, now, here for comes the, for the phone the, calls. <laughs> for, for the rest of you. We have a now, new number. The, the, the picture that this actor yeah. is taking with the police, and he's got a pretty decent looking blue Wrangler uh, lift. He's got a roof rack, a high lift jack. I mean, the thing's set up. It's, it's hooked up a oh, bit. Oh, we need to get this guy um, on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. I'm sorry. Yeah. Never mind. But I wouldn't think. Is it. it me, or does that far left police officer look a little bit like Elaine from Seinfeld? <laughs> oh, she does. Yeah. Holy she just saying. Yeah, her, her just sister. Saying. Oh, sure. and, and yep. we'll have these pictures in the show notes for this episode, episode 662. So don't don't think to yourself. Don't be screaming. Oh, that's great podcast, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Josh. Yeah, if you I ever mean, is this picture about- is this picture of the Oscar that's tied up like a a, a bag of tacos from Taco Bell. In, a in open, his Jeep. In that, his Jeep. That, is that actually yes. the one? No, he's got, yeah, no, he's, so I've got a picture of him uh, with the people he he bought the Jeep from at the dealership, and, uh-huh. and he's holding a, a sign that says, Jeep life is the best life, uh, courtesy Jeep Arizona is uh, is where he got his, his Jeep from. Uh, and then next to it is a picture of the Oscar in the Jeep, on the Jeep seat, leather Jeep seat, uh, seat belt tied around the Oscar, yeah. holding it firmly up against the uh, the seat back. And, and so, yeah, not only was the Oscar in the Jeep, it was secured in place. <laughs> well, anybody anybody knows that if you go out and get uh, uh, takeout with your doors off, you got to protect the food because it's going to go. It's going to leave that, that passenger seat. I, I'm the, pretty sure, Tony, the Oscars are not made of chocolate. Oh, damn. They, that would be tasty. Be. Yes. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving, much like That's herpes. Right. Oh, well, here, here's a gift for the entire uh, entire city of Toledo. Uh, so this thing happened last weekend, a pretty big thing, too. You've even heard about it here on the show for weeks ahead of time, and we even interviewed people responsible for it. What might I be talking about? What was it that you definitely missed out on, you may be wondering? Well, it's called the Toledo Jeep Fest, and it has joined the Jeep itself as an inseparable, iconic part of life in Toledo. The three-day event over the, this last weekend brought more than 70,000 visitors to the downtown area to celebrate all things Jeep. Happy, wow. excited people brought their energy to Toledo from 37 different states and, and even Puerto Rico, along with the nations of Mexico, Canada, and even the Netherlands. I actually, wow. have, a friend, I actually have a friend from the Netherlands, and he knows about the show, so I'm wondering if he was part of those counted from that country. Eh, hello, Vouter, if you're out there. Anyways, uh, they were all joined by thousands of uh, locals from around the region who have come to know the Toledo Jeep Fest as a visual feast of an absolute smorgasbord for Jeep fans and history lovers of all kinds as well. The best illustration of the scope of the of the Jeep's impact uh, was the parade Saturday with more than, get this, more than 1,400 Jeeps covering more than 80 years of the Toledo-produced product. The wow. crowds both inside their Jeeps and watching along the parade route were a multi-generational menagerie with a special connection to the little town of Toledo. This is one event that you you really got to see to believe. And and seeing Jeep Fest is believing that Jeep ownership is a defining characteristic for a whole multitude of people around the planet. Now, a little bit closer to home, the local economic impact of this once-a-year Jeep event came in at an estimated $5 million over the course of the weekend. And unto itself is worth applause. But there is a special value of the Jeep Fest itself, coming uh, something not quite as tangible as money, but it's the connecting of the people who build Jeeps and the people who love Jeeps to the city where the magic has been made since the early days of 1941. It's impossible to attend Jeep Fest and feel anything but pride about Toledo and the Jeeps that they've produced and will continue to make. That simple fact makes Jeep Fest far more important than its economic impact. 
So congratulations to everybody involved with Toledo Jeep Fest for putting on this spectacular event. And a big thanks goes out to each and every Jeeper who attended this awesome show. I don't know about the rest of the staff for the Jeep Talk Show, but I, for one, personally, am looking forward to seeing you at Toledo Jeep Fest 2023. That's amazing that there's that many people to support it and that many Jeeps. Holy cow, 1,400. I can't even imagine the, lo- the logistics. The yeah, in just a parade. Yeah, in just a parade. I don't care where you're from. I what even the uh, the thanks Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They don't even have that many floats. Forget about it. Fourteen hundred yeah. jeeps. I'll take that parade any day of the week. So Chris just sent me a message and said, "Hey, did you know I was at uh, Toledo Jeep Fest representing the Jeep Talk Show?" Yeah, well, that's yeah. where he was on the weekend. Yeah, I got, got a couple of got a couple of pictures on on the Discord server. Uh, we've, we've got a separate, you know, a special discord channel there. And, and Chris was posting up a couple few pictures. I, I haven't been on in, I think two days. Uh, so whatever pictures he's dumped in the last 48 or 72 hours, I really haven't seen much. So, uh, I think I saw most of what he had posted Sunday and Monday and then I was about it. Yeah. He's actually, uh, he was uh, dropping off his daughter at college. So he's actually been uh, gone. He was gone last week and then, uh, uh, up until uh, the Toledo Jeep Fest, and then some of this week. So we should be seeing a uh, a data dump, if you will, of uh, more Im- images uh, very, very soon. But well, uh, I, think I just had to mention him because you were talking about Toledo Jeep Fest. We might want to have him uh, on the next roundtable to be talking just Toledo Jeep Fest and just kind of pick great. his brain. Just kind of yeah. see how it was, get his impressions. I mean, pictures are one thing. Uh, you know, they say pictures are worth a thousand words, but uh, I think a thousand words are worth a picture as well. So I would agree. I think that's a good idea. Uh, also, too, I have reached out to uh, Whitney at uh, the Toledo, one of the main people behind the Toledo Jeep Fest, and she's going to come in and uh, do a quick update of uh, how oh, the Toledo cool. how the Toledo Jeep Fest uh, did. So, uh, look forward to that. It might be as soon as uh, on our our next uh, Friday episode. Well, in the meantime, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we'll be sure to let us know what you have to say. We absolutely love it when you interact with the show. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. There you will find, well, all the different ways you can reach out to us, including our new phone number. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Yeah, we sure are. And be sure to tell your friends about the 4x4 Radio Network as well, because we've got something for every flavor of off-roader over there. The Center Steer Podcast, the 4x4 Podcast, the On the Trail Podcast, even Trail Chasers. The Jeep Talk Show is there as well. It's all for free. It's all in one place. Go to the number 4, the letter X, the number 4, and radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hello, this is Isaac calling from Wisconsin, and I just got back from my wheeling trip up north, and, well, up there I realized I really should get a new radiator before winter, since I have no heat in my vehicle, and I thought, Rock Auto, they carry radiators. I think that's the only thing you can buy from them. Well, wait, maybe you can buy other stuff, too. But I've got a phrase that pays, and hopefully I can win 100 bucks and put that towards a new radiator. That phrase that pays is rockauto.com carries the auto parts brands you trust. And I know someone else has bought a radiator too, so I think that's our go-to from them. Anyways, hopefully I'm calling number six, and I said that right, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks for calling in for the giveaway, Isaac. And don't forget, we got a new number to call in, so make sure you go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to get that number. Oh, and really quick, yeah, Isaac, absolutely. before you make that purchase, I just want to go ahead and make sure that you have verified that it's not your heater core 
right. uh, that is causing your lack of, uh, of heat issue. More than likely, it is your heater core that has gone out and there's nothing wrong with your radiator, unless it's leaking, of course. Chuck, what year did uh, Jeeps have, uh, was the first year for heaters to be installed in those things? So I know they weren't in the, the what was it, up until the 80s? Uh, 46, 1946. <laughs> right, he's just pulling a number out? Yeah. <laughs> 34 no, years no, off. Good that, for the you, civilian, Chuck. The, yeah, the civilian-style uh, flat fenders actually had a heater core that only worked on the passenger feet. Oh, my God. True story. Well, that's because yeah. that's I, where the general my son, my son's 40. My son's 46 still has the original heater in it. Wow. And the passenger is really toasty, but the driver, go after yourself. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's, that yeah was so actually heater cars are a thing. And that's actually what it said in the yeah. manual, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Driver, go actually, after I, I have a 41. I have a 1941 service manual, and it says, passenger, you're good. Driver, Go after yourself. <laughs> Says it on the first page. Yeah, it was, it was a different world. I mean, it's in crayon or sharpie, but either way, yeah. Purple, purple crayon for all our marine listeners. You know what a purple crayon means. <laughs> So there's actually something purple I ate recently, uh, actually uh, today, in fact. I was cleaning out one of the trucks, and uh, and somebody had left something behind, and what, it looked tasty. So it's, yeah. it's normally it's normally zombie french fries, it's, so I'm surprised to hear. It's, yeah, it's purple. I think I'll try it. What <laughs> the heck? Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not like the kind of guy that just dips into somebody's cup holder. And, oh, get this. It looks fuzzy and purple. I'll oh, go ahead. That's exactly. Let me no. lick my so fingers. This was, this was a closed package. I do have a sweet tooth, um, and and I love gummy candy. I, you know, gummy bears are one of my yes, favorite. Frozen, of all but time. frozen ones only. Oh God, I love frozen gummy. Frozen, <laughs> frozen gushers. Uh, those those little like uh, sweet tart candy type things that you know you give to kids in their lunches or something like that. Um, yeah, they have a liquid center. Throw those in the freezer. Best Ugh. damn summertime snack you've ever had. Anyways, I digress. These things are, are, are called cliff blocks, and they're from like the people who make cliff bars, those really ugly, nasty tasting uh, <laughs> energy bar type things that come in Cardboard. a variety of flavors. How, right. to do a, how, to, how to make a man bun instructions on the back of every pack. 100%. Yes. You, you got that. You, you know, you got the here's the flannel and the tight pants you need to be wearing, and don't forget your Crocs. Um, and so, uh, anyways, they left this behind, and, and I was like, okay, this is a sealed package, um, and it was. Uh, uh, it was like a fruit punch flavor or something like that. And so I started tearing into these things. I mean, they're they're nice and big, you know, huge chunks of, of gummy type candy type stuff. And I'm like, oh, Cliff, you know, it's probably all natural. It's probably got some protein in it or something like Wrong. that. I'm like, oh, these are these are pretty tasty. And so I've downed an entire package in a matter of about 15 minutes. And and so, you know, later on during the day, I'm like cleaning things up and I, you know, go to throw away that wrapper. And I give it a little bit of a closer inspection. I just kind of see, you know, if there's anything that they he's say. He's now on. reading it after uh, he's eaten it. Uh, yeah. Of course. And I read it. Just like a guy did have... not read the instructions until after there's a problem. <laughs> you got to check the girl's shot records before you take her out, Josh. Find <laughs> <laughs> that these things have like 50 milligrams of caffeine in them each. What? Oh, my gosh. And there's like six of them in this package. Oh. And so I, I, of course, ate all of them and uh, and then realized that, oh, yeah, you know, it's in the middle of the afternoon. I, I, I feel just great. Like a pot of coffee <laughs> worth of I caffeine. I can do anything. 
I'm levitating. My God. I was (laughs) telling my my co-host in the show notes tonight, if you guys see me bouncing a little bit uh, through my camera, this is why. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that being said, I I almost wanted to make this a must-have pick of the week for your Jeep because these things are so portable and, and, well, they freaking work. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's one of those things to where if you you frequently find yourself out on the trail and, boy, I wish I could just pull over and take a nap or I'm kind of running out of steam. Maybe throw a couple of these things in your glove box. You will not regret it. So uh, we've uh, <laughs> since you read that we've learned what the little black specks are in the candy. It's coffee grounds. <laughs> Pure beans. So it's like the it's the old it's it's the new school to the old school no dos. If you remember those, you can get them at a yeah. gas station. It was like yeah, crack, in a way, and I don't like know what kind of pain. And a white pill, right? Oh man! Oh, yeah, I don't is... know what kind of caffeine uh, content those had, but you're essentially right. I mean, you're you're in the neighborhood, and it's a caffeine-filled yeah. neighborhood. So, well, but, but, these, but, but overall, did you enjoy them before you found the the ugly truth? <laughs> Immensely, I think. <laughs> <laughs> great candy that wasn't a candy after all. So there you go. <laughs> What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, I'm sure there are all kinds of games to play when you're out camping or even on day trips with our Jeeps. Games come to mind like cornhole or wooden double ladder or maybe yard darts, but you know, the ones with the real darts, not those plastic tips they have today. Or maybe it's some sort of a card game. Well, have you heard of the Tilt-O-Labyrinth? You know, it's the game with the wooden box and the top part tilts as you try to get a steel ball to move through a maze without dropping it in a hole. Well, I've come up with the Jeep Tilto Labyrinth. Yes, I'm inventing a new game to play with your Jeep. Now, this is how the game started. We were on a medium to difficult trail when a pebble was kicked up from the tires and landed on the roof. Of course, this has happened lots of times before to us while we wheel on rough terrain. However, this time... That pesky little pebble wouldn't stop rolling around on top of the Jeep. Back and forth and back and forth it would travel. As we drove through obstacles, this pebble would move side to side and move forward going down a hill and backward going up a hill. So I decided to start a new game to play when wheeling. (laughs) Now, for the game rules. You have to have a hard top with ridges on the top and no holes in the roof, of course. The pebble has to be a tiny rock. Rounded is preferred to be able to roll better. However, you may not have a choice in the matter. Now, the pebble must land on the Jeep with no help from you. You can't place the pebble on the roof. Driving over pebbles, your tires should pick one up. Then you'll have your pebble. Now, once the pebble's in place on the roof, your job is to see how long you can keep it there while you wheel the obstacles. Careful, you don't want to tip your Jeep too far to one side. The pebble might roll off and the game's over. And be careful on those downward trails. It may roll right off the front and onto the hood of your Jeep, scratching the paint. You get extra points for making the pebble roll from side to side and to the front and to the back. If you manage to keep the pebble the entire trip, well, then you get mega bonus points. Now, this has to be on a difficult, maybe a medium to black diamond trail. Sorry, brand new drivers. You have to wait to get on more difficult trails. But hey, now you have something else to look forward to once you start tackling obstacles. Now that you understand the rules, imagine how fun the kids would have trying to determine where that pebble's going to land next. And guess what? It's a great distraction for those kids fighting in the back seat, too. 
Now, this is just one fun observation that sometimes happens when you wheel. You just have to make a game out of it and have fun. Some days, pebbles rain on the rooftop and branches scratch your Jeep side panels that we call Ponderosa pinstriping. That actually scratches your paint, by the way. Now, you need to have a sense of humor when jeeping, and sometimes you just have to laugh and have fun when a pebble lands on the rooftop. And remember, no matter what, the goal is to keep it there for the trip. Now, Bill did a great job on our run and managed to get the mega bonus points. Now for the disclaimer. Please wheel responsibly. This is not a real game. And trying to get the pebble off could cause some injuries to you or the Jeep. There is no prize, and the Jeep Talk Show or myself are not liable in any way if you choose to try the Tilt a Labyrinth game for yourself. Hey, let us know what kinds of games and fun things you're doing with your Jeep. And oh, by the way, keep it clean, folks, <laughs> especially for you and Tony, Tony and Nikki G. Keep <laughs> it clean, guys. <laughs> All right. Any ideas on this kind of fun game and other games you guys might think about? Wendy, you just, with the disclaimer, you just killed any good voicemails we were going to receive. Sorry, yeah. but you know, yeah. gosh darn it. <laughs> you know, I could, I could just see uh, a whole new craze of, of burnouts happening happening on gravel roads. Just so, yes. you know, Jeeps can get, you know, rocks on onto rock. the, onto the Jeep behind them or something like that. Did I get it? No, but now I need to replace my windshield. Thank you. Exactly. You know, so, but I could also see, yeah. you know, the kids getting into this a little too much, you know, just yeah. picking up. You know, bags of rocks and just dumping them on jeeps any chance that they get. Uh, no, what could possibly go wrong? No, exactly. this is uh, actually really cool when when something completely random like that happens. Yeah. You know, and 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 it just works out like that. Oh, it's always a blast, always so much fun. Uh, and the fact that you were kind of able to sort of turn this into a trail game, uh, yeah, I, I just that's just rad. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just, bonus points for creativity. Uh, it was fun, too, because we couldn't get the pebble out. I mean, literally everything Bill was trying to do, the darn thing would roll. You know, we have these other squeaks on the Jeep still, right? We're still working on some of these noises. And I'm like, what, what is that now? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's a pebble on the roof. Okay. so Is it still up uh, there? Oh, all right. No. Here, hold on a second. I'm going to try something. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't get the pebble out, but the transmission uh, clamp kept popping off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. Anyway, I thought it'd be a fun story to share and create a funny little game. So, Chuck, any Good comments time. from you? Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, Josh, do you remember when we were down in Texas and you were watching all those videos for my granddad? And oh, yeah. th this is back in the '60s. And the guy with the Defender had his passenger tire on his hood. They That's had right. like they had it bolted on there. And the, and my granddad was even uh, my granddad's brother, which is my uncle Tex, but it doesn't matter. And the guy had like beer cans in the, the in the spare tire on his hood, oh, and yeah. everyone was on like, the "Oh, keep yeah. the beer cans like, inside." That's where the, that's where the empty that, beer cans went. Yeah, right. And that's what this reminds me of. And of course, I I know we don't condone drinking on the trail and all of these things. Nobody and blah, does. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, nobody does that kind of sort of stuff because that's terrible and it's of Satan. But I actually, the whole, entire time I'm listening to this, I just watch that video in, in my head and I'm like, dang it, man, these guys have been doing this shit. Dude, I mean, this it's not a pebble. for 60 years. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to start a whole Since new thing. Actually, yeah. Actually, yep. we could do trail cleanup with that theory. Put a tire on the, on the hood and then. Collect all the yeah. cans and the bottles throw, that are there and see if you can the, keep them on there. Uh, throw it inside the rim of the spare tire and see if you can yes. keep it there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a great challenge. You know, <laughs> it just dawned on me that God kind of plays this game whenever there's a uh, an earthquake in California, but the, the Jeep is the pebble. 
<laughs> this be <Damn>. true. <laughs> yes. Yes. Many years in California, bro. Many years. Yeah. I kind of like I kind of like Chuck's a uh, 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 play on this idea. I, I could see this, you know, kind of catching on a little bit, like a, a fluorescent golf ball. Drinking you know, drive. you put in you put in the spare tire in the rim of the yes. spare tire front. I of like you. it. And, mm-hmm. and see how long it will stay there. And, of course, right. you know, it's going to inevitably be bounce out. But, you know, whoever keeps their golf ball in the ve- in the spare tire of the vehicle in front the of them longest. the longest wins, you yeah. know, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, but definitely, I could, see, I could see shoot-offs of this, spin-offs of this uh, actually gaining some traction. So, uh, mm-hmm. c- cool idea. Very fun. Who knows? We might have just started a whole new thing with games. Now, I'm going to tell yeah. you guys I'm something. I'm sorry. I'll definitely be the guy with the, with the aluminum can in the... <laughs> In the spare tire. I'm not going to say what's inside the aluminum can, but I will definitely be the guy with the aluminum can and the spare tire on the hood of my Jeep going, all right, let's see if we can't get this thing off here. Positive <laughs> thoughts and good vibes, Chuck. That's what's in the can. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I yeah. know I'm going to lose you guys with this stuff, but uh, the uh, the Buckies and the Beaver Nuggets and stuff like that have been a winner, so I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, does anybody here play online games? No. You mean like you no. mean like solitaire or things like that? Yeah. Not no not yeah. yeah. My, my not, mom played not, my mom played yeah, solitaire. Not, <laughs> so not video. Steam uh, puts out a series of games. Oh. One is uh Half Life, Half Life Two. Uh there's also another one uh that uh Left for Dead Two. And uh, in Left for Dead and in the uh the the Half Life series, they have a, a side challenge that you can do there'll be a game or something which you can win a garden gnome Mm. and you're supposed to get the garden gnome and then carry it throughout the rest of the map with you killing things and the people things attacking you zombies or whatever that are attacking you but you can't leave the gnome there and you get the gnome all the way to the end and and save the gnome the garden gnome and in one part on one of the games you actually have to sit it in a a 67 dodge charger and keep it from flying out the window as you're trying to drive through this stuff so i'm thinking we need to get like a jeep talk show garden gnome or perhaps uh, a dirty rat that people would take as a as a, a side quest whenever they go out on a trail, and the 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 the, the it had you know you'd have to balance it on the hood or something you know because yeah <laughs> because you know wheeling isn't hard enough by itself. Well, exactly. Let's add a game to it. Yes, <laughs> you got you got to car <laughs> carry a garden gnome uh, from beginning to end. Uh, that's just, uh, just something I, that it just that this kind of came to me when you guys were talking about. Uh, well, and well, that's. That's part of what we do on the show is we uh, open that can of worms once in a while, right? Just yeah. to come All up right, with some it can fun be a stuff. can of worms. That's fine, too. <laughs> Tony, Tony, I'll have to send you a picture. My dad has had a rat in his A-pillar since 78. Oh, and it's the creepiest little rat. And every time he, you know, of course, dad doesn't wheel his Jeep anymore. I do. But every time you put the windshield down, this little rat comes out. From the heater ducts. And it's been there since 78. And it was actually down there in Texas, too. And I, they, they all, you're saying, oh, you need a wheel with a garden gnome and all this stuff. And I was like, damn it. Dad's been doing this shit forever. <laughs> uh, ahead like, of time. God damn it, Dad. And you never know where this stuff comes from in games. Because, you know, there's yes. somebody that either hi- uh, hyped up on the reefer or, <laughs> or they've actually yeah. had an experience Which, like what you're talking Dad about. probably was. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, Dad. Well, speaking of games, if you enjoyed this segment or you have an idea or suggestion for other jeeping games that we can do, give us a call. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you. You can also find out some 
more tips, tricks, and techniques on our YouTube channel at Trails411. Well, I'm kind of disappointed, you talk show. You teased me with the intro with Chuck saying it was just good for a soul, yet episode 659, Chuck is nowhere to be found. Sorry, we missed you, Chuck, but not you, Tony. Bye. <laughs> wow. He didn't miss me because I was there. It's it's a positive thing. Okay, I sounded like it was almost a, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What did he just say? Like, help me out here, man. He was upset that you weren't on the show, Chuck. Yeah. Chuck has a fan. Chuck has a fan. Did you guys do shows without me, you sons of bitches? Yes, you left in the middle of it, remember? Wow. Here's throws Chuck under the bus. Right there. Or in this case, under the minivan. We love you, Chuck. I needed to sleep, USOBs. I needed to sleep. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. So did I already talk about the insulation panels for the Freedom Tops on a prior episode? Yes, twice. Teased the idea that you were going to be entertaining the idea. Maybe that's already happened. You've talked about it on another show. But either way, you forgot yeah. to roll the voicemail from Randy. No, he didn't. He did <laughs> He did roll it. <laughs> uh, Josh, you're screwing the show up again. Damn it, Josh. I, I, remember hearing, oh I remember hearing Randy saying he was sad that Chuck wasn't there. Oh, that was Randy. Okay, yeah. sorry. Sounded like Isaac. Wait, I had here. Yeah. Misplaced the I mean, misplaced Josh. the voice of the person. That's okay. You're hopped up on those uh, those energy bars. I completely understand. <laughs> more more blocks. Is Isaac Kite right he, now. He which is, is awesome. He is three pages <laughs> ahead in the show notes. <laughs> I'm already on the next show. I don't want you guys talking about it. <laughs> lots and lots of vodka. That will slow you down, bro. I we're, promise. Oh, we're we're sorry for we're sorry, Randy. We <laughs> the three of the four of us were listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Randy is like you son of a bitch you weren't there on Monday and I'm like oh my god I was sleeping <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, I don't know if you guys have heard uh, or seen these things uh, I, I, Josh I don't guess you would have any interest in it because you have the XJ I know I wouldn't with my XJ uh, Wendy have you ever seen these things with the, the insulation panels that you put on the inside of the, I have. the freedom top Yes, and actually, we would definitely love a set. Them on uh, must have, and I think even a tech talk. Maybe that's where I where I found out about them because uh, I really didn't know anything about them either. Uh, no. Chuck, and you know, you just have a, a piece of metal uh, welded to the top of your scrambler. Have you ever thought about putting anything on there that uh, might fancy it up a little bit, or maybe uh, deflect some of the heat uh, coming off the that heat. metal? No. That's what I want to get rid of the heat. No, I, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man, so my skin tans. So if I can get more sun on my head, that's the better. I mean, that's how I see it. Yeah. Okay, we'll put you down for maybe. So uh, what I did was <laughs> <laughs> I went and did some research on these things, and I, I think uh, Hotheads is the is probably the the top one. But I also found out that Mopar sells sells these things as well. I think you can order them with a new uh, a new Jeep, uh, uh, and, and uh, I think Hotheads makes them for TJs. Uh, JKs and uh, JLs and JTs. Anyway, I, I went and looked at the prices on some of these things, and oh my 
God. It was insane. Like That's why I don't own a set yet. Over $300. So uh, I thought to myself, this can't be that difficult to do. I, I watched some, uh, some certified uh, mechanic YouTube videos and thought to myself, I can do this. So uh, I was at um, uh, Home Depot the other day, and I went, oh, look, there's some, uh, some uh, insulation foam. Let me get that. I'd already purchased some uh, cloth. Uh, to uh, to put uh, for this purpose, and uh, I got a piece of paper and took the freedom top, put it on top of the kitchen counter, and traced out the the inside the little opening uh, of the the freedom top and, and the ins the the what do you call it, Wendy the 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 part that's recessed or you know the part that dips down. Does, yeah. Is it like that on the JK as well? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I just kind of traced something out on a piece of paper so I could uh, uh, cut this foam, and I had one of those. Uh, uh, it, it, I call it a soldering iron, but it's it's made for cutting foam, mm-hmm. so it just has a long little metal tip on it, and uh, boy, it just it just uh, that thing cut through uh, uh, that foam like a a foam cutting tool would, and it was just really simple to make a foam outline, and then I just took the cloth and stapled it. Uh, I didn't have any glue at the time, just stapled it to the the foam, and then used some of that gorilla tape to attach it to the inside of the, uh, the, the freedom top only on the, the driver's side. I was just testing this out mm-hmm. and I noticed that the foam that I got was, uh, it was an inch, um, not wide depth, I guess you would say Thick. thickness. Thickness. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, it, that's too much. One inch is too much. So like a half inch is probably, is probably the way I want to go with it. Cause it, it kind of, uh, I think it just kind of dropped down a little too much. It didn't, it didn't bother me. My head didn't touch it or anything like that, but it just, it didn't seem right. And I found out later that the, the front clip that holds the, uh, the freedom panel on in the front was mm-hmm. actually in touching into that panel. I don't think it was digging into it or anything, but it was, a, it's just a little too, uh, a half inch is a little too much. So, uh, I haven't done it yet. Uh, but thankfully, I got a pickup truck, and I can do this. I'm going to get me a four by eight sheet of uh, insulation foam, half inch, for ten bucks. So that one panel that I made, I think I figured out, cost me fifteen dollars to make. Wow! It did include getting the foam cutter, which was about you know twenty bucks. But mm-hmm. we're we're talking about something that is a lot cheaper than buying it online and you know god bless those people and and i think it's fine to come up with a product you charge whatever price that you think's well uh, worth uh worth your time and effort of doing it but we're talking about something that took me maybe two hours to do one for the first time Mm -hmm. and when i go to do the second one uh i don't suspect that it's going to take me that long and i also have some uh some glue spray because i'm going to glue i did notice that the the material was kind of drooping a little bit, uh, so I need to spray that on, much like you would a headliner uh, in a mm-hmm. in an XJ. You, you actually need to spray. You're going to have to be using a high temp contact cement that is meant for interior uh, automotive use, uh, so it's going to be able to withstand the temperature extremes and also the moisture buildup that you'll get uh, inside the cab of a vehicle. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what happens. That, I'm certainly going to test it. And, and I'll, I'll certainly I test it. We'll, I'll find out more as that goes on. But I didn't go at the expensive route of getting like the 3M stuff that you use for, for Oh, headlining. you're going to regret it. You're going to yeah, regret we'll it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and I'll report so, back. I just speaking from experience, having redone countless numbers of headliners in different vehicles uh, and doing custom interior applications where the headliners actually changed in shape, uh, and, and in style and, and in design, uh, the, you, unless you go with what is in what it, you, what you're supposed to use, 
you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. I 100% agree with you on like the XJ uh, type thing. I would not spend my time in, in replacing the headliner without doing the premier stuff. But this is just a panel that pops into place, and I'm kind of trying to keep it cheap. Uh, so I'm trying it and seeing what will work. But uh, like so I said, I'll, it, I'll it'll work. be interesting. It, it's going to be interesting to see how this works for you, Tony, because we actually did something very similar um, because it's flipping hot here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. But we used uh, a, a dense styrofoam um, and Bill glued it on, you know, cut it to the shape and glued it on. So that was okay. It actually did have the heat sort of dissipate from coming into the cab. The problem is the glue was melting the styrofoam. Oh, yeah. wow. So it actually right. started to come apart. So we would be wheeling, and, and I'm laughing because we did the whole roof all the way to the back because we usually have our dogs with us. And so there would be all of a sudden you'd hear this styrofoam sound, <laughs> more sounds yeah. of the Jeep. Yeah. And then, and then one of the panels would just pop out, and we'd be driving going, okay, so we're we our next for us would be just to save the money and actually buy the the real stuff on the market and do it proper because well, I, I would, you might want to hold off on that because i yeah. have an idea about it i used the gorilla tape but my idea was i was going to use that high temp gorilla tape because of what you're talking about mm -hmm. uh and also too so it won't melt the styrofoam uh yeah and but i'm going to put a double-sided velcro so I'm going to attach the Velcro strip using the Gorilla Tape to the foam, mm -hmm. and then the Velcro strip attached to the Freedom Panel using uh, the Gorilla it's Tape. And uh, we're going to see uh, how that holds up. Well, I mean, I, I think normal driving might be okay, but of course, you know, we're out wheeling and tweaking the Jeep, right? It moves, flexes, so... I'm, I'm still laughing yeah. about it because here comes a panel, boom, right on your head. So Luckily, I, it was just styrofoam. I, I would say to it. So I'm just wondering, Josh, do you, do you think I just shouldn't try? I mean, you seem pretty no, negative I, I on this, that it's well, not going to work, no. and should I just not try? Because there's there's some there's some just some common sense errors that, that you've made. I, I mean, first off, I would use something that is actually designed. Okay, hang on. Time out, time out. So uh, when did you do this? When when was it that you made the the top these uh, these tops for? Well, I actually panels? insulated a friend of mine's van that we did a custom interior on, not even just two years ago, and where we used so you used the foam like that type stuff or no? It was like like I was trying to to explain to you here a second ago. Um, I would actually use something that is designed to work as a radiant barrier. If you're just using plain styrofoam, which is basically just a a, a closed or an open cell type of a mm -hmm. of a, a poly uh, material. Uh um, it doesn't have any sort of a binding surface to it. You're going to be running into uh, into all kinds of issues trying to secure something with a porous surface. Have you ever done any home construction? Because I, I, I said earlier that I was going to use I insulation panels. Oh, so, well, you said insulation panel, and you said styrofoam. I actually know a guy that built homes for a living. I, yeah, right? And I so, I mean... Um, a radiant barrier has a like a foil or a metal backing right, to it. Right, and this would too, because that's what you put in the. I mean, I'm not I'm not up okay, on all so the, the home stuff, but I mean yeah. that's what I saw online, and it was uh, the four by eight sheet that you would use in home construction. Chuck, a lot of that stuff. Chuck, does do not you think this would a, would be a, a bad thing to pack. use? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> be honest. So it's fine. I mean, I'm asking. <laughs> So here's the deal. There, there's a huge difference between open cell and closed cell foam. So yeah, yeah, first and foremost, you have to actually find out what you have. And secondly, you have to find out kind of what the condensation level is going to be on whatever you're going to adhere this thing to. So closed cell foam is always the best, but you have to have an air gap. 
right? So like when we build homes and, and the barn dominium thing is huge in the Midwest, and that's what we do. We, we're a high-end barn dominium thingy, which might be kind of new for the listeners. They think that I, I just own a ranch, but no, we, we actually build high-end barn dominiums also. So what you're trying to say, Tony, is that you're going to put uh, a celled foam on the inside of your roof, which is phenomenal. I mean, absolutely, that's what you have to do. But you're trying to adhere some kind of celled foam to a non-celled thingy. So, first and foremost, you have to find out what kind of foam that you have. Closed cell is the best, really, because it's going to be water watertight. Would it say closed and cell, or would, can it, you tell it by looking at it? No. I don't know. You, I mean, you'd have you're, to look you're at asking it under a microscope. I, I don't. You'd have to look well, at I mean, it. But yeah, I mean, I, you I, say I, to get it. I, I mean, when I, go, when I go to buy it, how would I know if it was open or closed? I don't Do fucking know. <laughs> like, you, you have to figure that out your own okay like, well that's know. what i'm that's what well, i'm yeah, doing yeah. so i guess i'll just continue I, on the I, path I, that i'm going on <laughs> yes absolutely continue on the path that you're doing absolutely because if it doesn't work then you've learned exactly. a ton and you can give it to the other guy who gives a shit if it doesn't work like absolutely but the the big deal is if if it's a closed cell and you can actually like suck it up to your roof that's bitching, man. That's the way to do it. If it's an open cell and you can suck it up to your roof, that's even bitchiner-esque. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, does it really matter at the end? No, like, no. Yeah, if I mean, it just stays up, it's, it's not falling down in exactly. front of your face in the middle of traffic or on exactly. the trail and getting caught underneath the gas pedal or, or well, something. I mean, come I mean, on. I mean, come on. We're, we're always going to do the what if. I mean, what, what if you're driving down the road and your tire comes off your wheel? Like, fuck off. Like, who really Jesus, cares? Well, like, what if I, what if I pack my wheel bearing with Vaseline versus, you know, actual wheel bearing grease? <laughs> well, obviously it's not going well, to work. You'll be ready so for a party. Do it, why would you do it to begin with? You know, it's, it's, that's, that's where the camp I'm coming from. Yeah. But I mean, have you, I mean, I don't Anything know. Anything worth doing is worth doing for- right the first time. Correct. I like it. Hence, why I have a Jeep with a blown up motor in the in the in the in the garage because I didn't do it right the first time. Don't go there. (laughs) I would much rather be wheeling with. I would much rather be be wheeling with a ninety eight percent rig than sitting at home with a rig that is not a hundred percent. I would go out there with a ninety eight percent rig all day long. Fuck off with the guys that want to sit there and say, I want to do it every uh, perfect every time. No, you're not going to do it perfect every time. Just figure it out. If you're going to screw up, it's totally fine. Go out there and have fun. And if your fucking top comes down on your head, giggle, <laughs> throw it in the back seat, and keep dragging on. So Who well, gives okay. a shit? So, so next, good news, good news go is wheeling. it didn't fall on my head. It fell on Susie's head when she was driving it the other day. <laughs> 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 Well, this this, this wasn't, right but this wasn't. I mean, it was uh, using the the what I had at hand. It wasn't the the final thing that I wanted to try. So I'm going to try something different. And like I said, I'll report back. I, I mean, I appreciate your input, Josh, but it's very. Uh, it comes across as very negative. Like, why should I even try? But no, no, no that's no, that's no, not that's not the jeeping thing the at all. I mean, you should you try and make it's things. The same reason no. why you wouldn't try to go wheeling with a tank full of turpentine instead of gasoline. Mm-hmm. I don't see it that way at all. I see it more the uh, way Chuck sees it. I mean, he, no, he was just giving you suggestions. 
so that you could make it so successful. You right. well, I just didn't. Have I, I guess it was the way that was coming across. It just sounded right. very, very and, negative. And so. I could have, I, if you would have listened to me, you could have avoided that from happening. But that's okay. No, I understand. Uh, <laughs> if you had listened to me, it would have <laughs> been a much shorter conversation. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's what's happening with the insulation panels. Uh, though it did come down, and uh, I need to look at it. It just looks like. Uh, I, th there's other there's filler and other things and besides that foam that I put in there I didn't really care for because it, it didn't have that uh, shiny uh, foil surface on it which I think will really help uh, on the uh, the heat uh, blocking the heat so I'll be getting back to you folks I still got material left to uh, to do more panels and I actually I can still use the material that's on the panel that I made so I'll bring more to that to you here very soon but uh, the good news is is uh, it's not very expensive. I just got to figure out the right way to get it all attached. And I do appreciate the uh, the input everybody's giving me on the phone. Had no just idea. trying to help. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've been listening to you guys for free for know, years now. And I figure like time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out. And, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little? So I had a conversation uh, today on the Discord server, uh, a private message or just, you know, between two people. I guess it's a private message. And uh, he was asking me, you know, if I order some uh, Rat Bastard toe tags today, do you think I'll get them in time for the Great Smoky uh, Jeep invasion uh, next week? And I said, I think so. I think we could do that. And then uh, we started getting into other conversations about where to buy the, the the rats that you attach to the cards and so on and so forth. So if you're going to the Great Smoky uh, Jeep, uh, Great Smoky Mountain Jeep invasion, you may be ratted. You may be infected. You may get an infectious mm. agent visiting your Jeep and infecting that Jeep with uh, some dirty, filthy rats. And if you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, you need to go over to ratbastard.lol and uh, go to that website and get more information about it. Of course, you can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, scroll on down and you will see how to look at our store where you can order some Rat Bastard toe tags. Where's this smoky invasion thing at? Is it in the Carolinas? Uh, well, Chuck, thanks for asking. That's the Great Smoky uh, Mountain Jeep Club Invasion uh, right there in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And uh, well, I think it's coming up uh, It's like next weekend, so uh, like almost a week from today, the, the 27th. So just go over to uh, the – just do a search for Great uh, Smoky Mountain Jeep Club Invasion, and you can find out – all the information there. It's a big deal. I mean, uh, Larry's been there. I think uh, several of the, the Zoom people have been there before and uh, say it's definitely worth going to. Yeah, we, we used to report on it uh, every year. That's right. The talk show during our Wheeling Wear segment when uh, when we were doing that back in the day. Uh, so, yeah, you know all about it. We should From probably the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I just got back from the Toledo Jeep Fest. Had a great time. I want to thank everybody out there and uh, the people I talked to and even the people who talked back to me. Uh, had a great time. Thank you. I interviewed some people and uh, here's what they had to say. Have you heard of the Jeep Talk Show? I have not. Have you heard of the Jeep Talk Show? No, I haven't. Never heard of it. <laughs> 
Do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? No. <laughs> Do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I have never listened to it. I'm sorry, sir. Okay. You're dead to me. Hi. Can I ask you a few questions about podcasts? Nobody wants to talk to me. Do I, do I just look like a serial killer? Do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? Not when Nikki G's on. Absolutely oh, not. Oh, me I know that. I even took the time to ask some real important questions. How many chickens do you think it'll take to take down a lion? Uh, probably about 500. 50. Maybe like 600. One if it's really hungry. If animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Cats. Are unicorns real or are they just really ponies with funny hats? <laughs> unicorns are real. So are mermaids. <laughs> Thank you. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later, and you have a good one. Bye. But that's not what I'm calling. Oh, nicely done, Nikki G with the man on the street uh, getting the in-the-face interviews. Well done, Nikki G. Thank you so much. You're for doing dead it. to me. Love it. I love that one. That, <laughs> that's a good one. Very, very good cool. Night. Where do you listen to the Jeep this Talk is, Show? This what is a really about, good man? one. Follow up. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. So uh, this upcoming week, our interview is going to be with uh, Dean Shirley. That's on Thursdays. That's our interview episode day. So uh, Dean Shirley, it'll be on episode 665 uh, on August 25th. You don't want to miss this. This is uh, uh, Dean Shirley with East Coast Overland Adventures. And the cool thing is uh, I I saw a picture. uh, Chris, 7slats.com, shared a picture uh, of uh, him and Dean Shirley out there at at the... uh, um, Toledo Jeep Fest, and I thought that was really cool. And he, uh, I think, I, I don't know who reminded who that they were going to be on the show next week. I probably Chris reminding Dean that he was going to be on the show next week. So uh, it's really cool. It's uh, it's neat to be able to go to these uh, these events vicariously through uh, like Chris, for example. <laughs> Surely you jest. <laughs> I'm not, and don't call me Shirley. Good night. Are you leaving early again, Chuck? Jesus, tits, you guys. <laughs> It's so hard to keep up with you people. I mean, come on. Hey, uh, this is Randy from uh, Spring. I was with you guys at the uh, Second Angle Jeep Talk Show uh, thing. uh, And so we had a little Jeep meetup for Seven Slats of Spring tonight. And, uh, yeah, we were drinking, but I remember you said it was okay to call after we've been drinking. So we wore a Jeep Talk Show hat in there like I should and uh, met up with the folks. And uh, actually uh, met Andrea, I think that's what her name was, and another fella. And they were from the uh, Jeep Impatient. So, yeah, they uh, they uh, talked about Tony and stuff. And uh, I felt like, you know, I was in a cool crowd, cool kids kind of thing. So, yep, so uh, hopefully we'll get some new uh, listeners. And, uh, yeah, good fun time. And uh, just want to say enjoy the show. Have a good night. Yeah, that's great. That's Thank awesome. you. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, you were wearing the show Thank you, Randy. That's awesome. Uh, that's how you do it, right there. Was it was it Randy that won the uh, the trail hitch vice uh, from Jeep and Mo? I can't remember. We had the whole back and forth about who it was that won that thing. But uh, I, I want to say that was uh, it was him the, from Spring that uh, that won that. But maybe not. 
Uh, we gave away a lot of uh, Jeep Talk Show hats and uh, shirts, and uh, we also had other uh, giveaways. Uh, Chuck brought a bunch of stickers up uh, from, uh, or down, I should say, from uh, from Kansas. Loved the ones with you uh, uh, doing the splits with the short pants, uh, Chuck. Those, I think, were the biggest ones that everybody hey, really hey. wanted. <laughs> a question real quick. I, where I, the hell is spring? I, I know where fall, winter, and summer are. Uh, where, where, where is spring? Well, as you could well imagine, Texas is so big, we actually have it in Texas. We just release That's it where you once a year. Good <laughs> I knew it. It's, uh, it's just north of Houston. Spring, Texas is just north of Houston. I can't you even must have needed this every day. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Yeah, these, been a little- these things are cool. I saw these out at SEMA last time I went. These are really, really neat things. Thank you, Tony. It, it's been a little over three <laughs> years since I featured this item on our must-have pick of the week for your Jeep. And and in that time, the, the price has gone up at about a rate of about a dollar a year. Well, that's inflation for you. Regardless, this is still the hands-down best solution for mounting tools, equipment, or well, pretty much anything to your Jeep. The world-famous Quick Fist is what I'm talking about. It mounts easily to virtually any surface to keep shovels, axes, hoses, and other tools or equipment, recovery gear, or implements, anything you want really securely in place. Holds objects one inch to two and a quarter inches in diameter. Each clamp supports about 25 pounds, give or take. The Quick Fist is not affected by hot or cold climates, or even rain or snow for that matter. And they are UV resistant, meaning they will not fade, crack, or chap in the sun over time. They're made out of heavy-duty transportation-grade rubber, so they're pretty much going to, well, outlast your Jeep. And right now on the uh, must-have stuff, pick of the week for your Jeep, I've got uh, a two-pack for just $10.95 available to you if you use the link in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. Okay, I got a question. Yeah. How is how are, how are yeah. they attaching to that door that you yeah. have the picture of in the notes? I'm curious what it's attaching it to. I understand the so, clamp part. So there is a a moldy panel that you don't see behind that, and in fact, that is actually one of the most ideal ways uh, to mount up quick fists, uh, like an array of them to hold a whole bunch of different items. Uh, now, the one on the far right hand side in the picture that that you, the listener, can actually see it in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com, I believe, is mounted to a backing plate that is behind that panel that uh, protects the, uh, the the door lock mechanism for that rear hatch. So, um, so yeah, you're that, saying mounting is that actually with screws? Is it tape? Is it Velcro? What is you it will not mount a quick fist with tape. I give two shits what that tape is mounted. Oh, I'm uh, just made asking. Out of, oh, it's <laughs> of course I know it's not tape. I'm there, just there, uh, the listeners can't see what we're seeing. I just want to no, know what the hell no, it's they, attached to. Yeah, no, there, there's a number of different ways that you can mount them. Hardware, uh, you know, like bolts, uh, you know, uh, nuts and bolts would be obviously the ideal to, to keep them more or less permanently in place. Uh, but okay. otherwise, you know, self-tapping screws, screws, uh, that, that sort of thing will, will be more than sufficient. When I was at SEMA, they had these things like on a, a big wall. And I, I wish I could remember if it yeah. was Molly or if they were screwed on there. But it was really cool. They had like, uh, I think, fire extinguishers and a whole line of things up there. And actually, I kind of hung a, hung around for a little bit because I wanted to talk to somebody about possibly getting them on the show to do an interview. And I, they were just uh, too busy or uh, didn't, didn't like the looks of me, I guess. Uh, which we can all understand, uh, but it was I was very impressed with this stuff. So uh, it, it was really neat. I thought it would be a, a very handy thing to have. Yeah, they've got long arm quick fists for for going around like a like a big uh, like a tree strap if you wanted to to uh, to, to mount that somewhere. Uh, they got quick fist minis that I think are small enough to grab a pen. 
Uh, and then, of course, they got the bigger ones. Uh, and in fact, the ones that I have, uh, the link will direct you to, uh, are the ones that you would use for things like shovels or axes or, you know, hatchets, uh, uh, you know, anything like that. Uh, any kind of, you know, other recovery gear that you'd want to uh, keep in place or, or uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, we've uh, we've featured different versions of these quick fists over the years. Uh, I think uh, the last one that I, I did was a multi-kit uh, or something like that. So um, there's just, there's so many different versions of these out there. Uh, once you're introduced into the world of Quick Fist, uh, you're going to go nuts, trust me. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really neat. Well, now that you must have a set of Quick Josh, Fist. Josh, so, Yeah, go ahead. Dang it, Josh. You don't ever let me talk. <laughs> so, Josh, I don't actually really pay attention to the show when I listen, so I don't really know what this is because I've heard all your shows, but I just put it in the background and keep drinking. So, yeah. um. My understanding is this is like a like a cool ass zip tie or a panduit strap for the HVAC guys. There you go. And you there can you undo it yeah. and redo it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Panduit strap, right? I mean, you there know. You go. That. Yes, absolutely. I worked in HVAC. Right? I mean, right? is that what this is? It's it's a, it's a it's a mounted thingy that is a zip tie or a panduit strap that you can undo and redo multiple times. Correct. Is that what it's, this thing it. is? Na- yes. Nail nail on the head. This thing is fucking Yeah, it really is. Super flexible. Um, yeah, it's not plastic or anything. It's no. It's a flexible no, no, no. transportation, heavy mm-hmm. duty transportation grade rubber. I mean, think think about you know like uh, city bus tires. Yeah, this yeah. actually probably would work out really well on the scrambler. Oh, yeah. And, I uh, should go back and start listening to the shows and then pay attention <laughs> because maybe, maybe you got some attention. really neat shit. Yeah. Either way. I mean, really, I just don't really pay attention at all. It's just voices in the background as, you know, we're doing our stuff. You're but hearing, you're hearing it, the Josh, show. Man. We're okay listening. with that. <laughs> as long as you're full downloading the show, we're I mean, okay with that. Cool, man. <laughs> this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. There's something that you may be interested in, and I, 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 I need to look into it a little bit further, um, but I, I know that there's a company out there right now that is making, uh, and it's not QuickFist, but they're making an adapter for QuickFists that will uh, enable you to use any, uh, any version of QuickFist uh, in the Gladiator rails in the bed. So you get the same sort of mounting wow. system would with the oh. factory gladiator um uh tie down points but you get to use a quick fist instead so you could mount things like a shovel or or a uh you know whatever the hell you want really to the to that those bed rails inside the gladiator yeah mm-hmm. i'll have to look into that it's a zip tie on steroids exactly it's what this is it's a zip tie yeah. on steroids. yeah and once like i said once you're introduced Dude, into the bitching. world of quick fists you're 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 going to be uh hard pressed to, to hold yourself back. oh you'll buy too much of it yes <laughs> because <laughs> they are that versatile right but now that you must That's have a set I of these for yourself i'm going to make it very easy for you including you chuck just go to jeeptalkshow.com look for the link in the show notes for episode 662 and we'll get you all hooked up hey y'all um this is richard uh out of sacramento california listening to your show and um gosh what is it the the put your foot on the brake and the gas pedal, and then hit the start button, it actually works, man. It, and it's creepy because it just keeps doing it until you hit the stop-start button again. And it's, it's a weird kind of panicky situation. But uh, I just tried it in my rental. Um, it's my, my minivan. I wanted a minivan. My wife wanted a Jeep, so we got a Jeep. So I fell in love with the Jeep. So now 
you know, life is great and I have all the money in the world so I can just, the Jeep's in the shop. That's why we have the minivan now. And we have many options to rent, but I got a minivan because she can't stand minivans. She <laughs> yeah, so I got one anyways. And, and I, yeah, kids, dogs, whatever. But, um, don't even want to start about why the Jeep's in the shop. You know, it's, if anybody want to guess why it's in there? Anyone? Anyone? Electronics. Yeah. Oh, it's that killing sucks. Me. It's in there for two, two weeks. But the start-stop thing works, so it, it will circulate the oil. So Baxter Boy, is uh, he's correct. And uh, I love the show. You guys do well. Hi, Tammy. Bye. Uh, Hello. Who? Hello. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Richard. Hey, if you want to uh, write into the show, I'd be curious to see what uh, sort of electrical problems you might be having. Uh, and I, I know you have it in the shop. I, I know it's in good hands and everything. Maybe there's a chance that uh, I, I can help uh, pinpoint the problem. I don't know. Two weeks seems like, seems like an awful long time. I haven't even gotten to it yet. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just yeah. like, man, that's that's uh, there, there's there's got to be something going on there. Maybe they're having a harder I, time figuring things out than uh, than what they're uh, alluding I, to. So, uh, but anyways, right into the show. Let me know man, what's I've, going on with I've that still, Jeep. Uh, maybe I can help you out. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why Richard wanted a minivan, but the wife wanted a Jeep. I know. It, did I? Did I hear that straight? Yeah, because I, I think that like he Richard, you're broke driving it or something. I don't. I don't. He's punishing her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's blaming the electrical Richard. problem on her. I don't you're know. Okay, bro. Not your fault, honey. I'm just blaming yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, something I'm not going to blame you for. Well, actually, I will blame you for is missing out on our Tuesday roundtable episodes. We're back to a standard roundtable, meaning we're going to ask the questions and you provide the answers. It's a bunch of give and take. We're going to have a conversation. Come up around the world's biggest roundtable full of Jeepers and, uh, and crack wise and, and, uh, and give your two cents as we talk about any number of different topics uh, every single Tuesday as we record an episode of the Jeep Talk Show live with you, the listener. You want to join in on the fun and join in on the action? Well, you can. There's uh, really no restrictions. Anybody can do it. Is this your first time listening to the Jeep Talk Show? That's awesome. So come in on and join us on our next uh, roundtable episode as we record it the very next Tuesday that you're listening to this. Every single Tuesday, we're recording a new episode. It's the roundtable episode. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You will find a link to sign up for our newsletter. Inside that newsletter, you will find all the information that you need to join in on the show and actually join us for a recording of the Jeep Talk Show. You'll get a bunch of other cool stuff in the newsletter as well. And don't don't worry, we're not going to sell your information or spam you. It's one email a week coming from us. JeepTalkShow.com slash contact. Sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter today. Hey guys, Steve-O. I give a call in. I just came out of the Northwoods camping for the week and uh, had a six-hour drive home. Got to listen to the last five episodes all in one shot. <laughs> wow. wow. The second episode, the sun put on the... Uh, I was canceling headphones, listening to his stuff, so whatever. So be it. Just a couple comments on a couple of the episodes, past episodes. The one was on the uh, windshield wipers. So inherently, I think, I don't know how this would work, but with the JLs anyway, you have to take your windshield wipers off to fold down your windshield, which really? is a pain in the royal butt to begin with. So I don't know that having a water line running into these, would make it any easier because now you got, I'm not sure if there's a disconnection in there as well for the water line, but for $140, 
I'm not willing to try. Yeah. Anyway, just my two cents. The other one that caught my interest was the whole oil sitting at the bottom of the engine, which I get, you know, gravity and everything. But I, tr- I tried the uh, whole method of um, with the JL of one foot on the brake, one on the uh, throttle and the gas, and I didn't like it. Scared the hell out of me. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is correct or not, so I'm going to do it for you here. Um, what you guys think Uh-oh. of the, the sound it makes? All right, here we go. <laughs> And of course, it didn't work. It fired right up. So, <laughs> Sounded normal to me. Good job, Air say. Force. Yeah, that's there what it does. And I don't know if I like that. Is that what it's supposed to do? Just curious. Requiring minds want to know. And the only reason I did this was because it's been sitting in the garage all week. Perfect uh, time to try it. It hasn't been driven in a week. Anyway, peace out. I'm current with the episodes, but I was driving and. Uh, couldn't write down the phrase that pays, so oh well, better luck next time. <laughs> We've had a lot of people try this uh, this no-start thing where you hold the brake pedal down and hold down the gas pedal and press the start button. Uh, I know that it uh, it was Kevin Baxter, BaxterPerformanceUSA.com, that was telling us about you can do this to pressurize the or, or circulate the oil through the engine before you actually start it. I think the re- what Steve is, is uh, not liking hearing is the starter turning the engine over which was every morning with my 73 uh, Pontiac Ventura, because, you know, they didn't ever start right up. That's the sound the starter makes. <laughs> and you're not used uh, yeah. to hearing it. Ordinarily, <laughs> that's, that's that old school shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ordinarily, the Jeep will just fire up after, you know, oh, a couple half, of uh, ranks. Half yeah. a turn, you know, it's just uh, a boom. High, high torque starters and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, you're not used to hearing that cranking noise, and uh, but that is entirely normal. Uh, you know, basically taking out of the equation the spark that is needed to fire up an engine uh, and, and cranking that engine over before uh, any combustion happens, uh, getting uh, that oil up and through the dry, uh, up into the valve train a little bit before uh, combustion starts to happen and the engine starts heating up and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Here's the deal, Josh. I mean, that that is fancy ass words, man. <laughs> but really what we have to say is welcome to 1973. The drugs are still available. <laughs> I mean, you just crank that Oregon. son of a bitch and just hope that hell you're going to work today. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, very our that is how it yeah. was back in the 70s, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, good uh, night. Uh, and 60,000 miles was a lot of miles on a car. God, I'm curious to see it. as the older these Jeeps get if they're gonna if their crank times will will extend or if they'll always just be, you know, a half a crank, you know. <laughs> Two well, cylinders your, turning over, and your boom. XJ does that, doesn't it? I mean, I was always very impressed about how quickly the XJ starts. Uh, I I guarantee you that your Gladiator is going to start faster. Oh, than your I, I think it probably does, but yeah. I, I haven't driven the, I haven't started the XJ in a, yeah, a, a so while. There's there's certainly yeah. going to be a marked, measurable difference in crank time between the two vehicles. But I mean, it does start very quickly as opposed I, to older vehicles. Well, it's fuel injected, so yeah. I, I mean, it, 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 I, I got to fuck with Josh for any fuel injected vehicle. <laughs> I, I got to fuck with Josh just just a little bit right now. Josh is like, I haven't heard my engine start over in three years. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, it's like my scrambler right now. The scrambler doesn't run either. Right. So I mean, both Josh and I are like, oh, fuck off, Tony. Your Jeep runs. <laughs> both, actually, both my Jeeps run. So I there you go. How long it takes mine to fire off? You know. 
Well, Jeeper, looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of this trail, but we've got another trail coming up right around the corner. Until then, be sure to tell somebody new every day about the Jeep Talk Show. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. And remember, no matter what it is that you're trying to create, doubt is a natural part of the creative process and will kill more dreams than failure ever will. Podcasting since 2010.